Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Welcome to episode 15, Time Blocking. Ooh, my favorite subject. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I um, got excited when I read that for the time blocking just because I really, I know, I'm cheesy and excited about doing stuff with goal setting, but it really has helped me so much. So. It feels so good to be organized, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. It's the best. It really does. So time blocking, this is a really crucial topic, especially following up on our goals session from episode 14. There's an old expression that says, the bad news is time flies and the good news is you are the pilot. So in this attention economy, you may have heard it called, how we spend our time and what gets our attention really dictates the kind of life we're going to live. You know, how we're living right now today is how we're living. And so this topic of how we organize our time, oh my gosh, I think it's been one of my biggest lessons of 2020 of the pandemic and staying home and and sort of being forced to change my life, just as everybody has been. Um, It's been one of my biggest lessons of how do I want to spend my day? How do I want to live? What kind of stuff do I want to focus on? How do I want my business to look and my family and my relationships? And it all comes down to what I spend my time on. You're exactly right. So a little bit about time blocking, and then I'd love to hear how you organize your day, Misty. So time blocking is essentially a way to plan your day. So it's kind of getting back in the driver's seat of, of how you're spending your waking hours. And I take Sunday nights, I take maybe 20 minutes on Sunday nights to time block my whole week. And what I do first are things that need my highest attention. And for me, my, my, best attention is in the morning. I know for some people it's in the evening and sometimes your work hours dictate your time block. So please take this with a grain of salt. If you work for a company where somebody else is dictating your day, so you'll fit this in how you can. But I first look at the things that I, that I really must get done that week that take my highest quality attention And then I block those in. So I might say from nine to 11, I am working on this project on Tuesday. On Wednesday, from 8.30 to 11.30, I am studying for this course. I'm involved in a couple courses right now. So I kind of time block that way, the stuff that has to get done that takes the most energy of mine. And then I go through and schedule when I'm going to move my body and when I'm going to meditate. And I know it sounds a little silly because I, I'm at the point where I'm trying to meditate 45 minutes a day and it's becoming quite a routine, 
but still I have to write it down. And I write myself notes like this will make you feel awesome. You deserve this. This time matters because I can really easily let something else get in the way of that time that I'm visiting myself. I like to call it. And so I go through that and schedule when I'm going to move, how I'm going to do it, whether I'm going to run that day or do Pilates, or I'm going to do yoga, or I'm going to do something else. I get really specific and I write down when I'm meditating. And then I go through and I, you can color code this if you want, like you could have the stuff that that's your highest quality attention must get done written in red. You could have workouts and meditations written, written in blue. And then usually by Sunday night, I've got doctor's appointments and like social visits already scheduled from before. So those are already in my calendar. And I, I leave like driving time around them, you know? So if I'm meeting a friend at one for coffee, I'm not going to schedule something at two. I'm going to block myself out to like two 30. So I'm not running around like a, a mad lady, you know? And then I leave, I leave space in my calendar, the days that I can, it's not always possible because kids and work and all the things, but I think it's really important to leave some breathing room in your day. You know, just because I have two hours open on a Friday, doesn't mean I need to be filling it because we also need time to rest when we can. And if you're working regular work hours, like say you're working an eight to six job or something, there's not going to be a ton of rest time in there, but perhaps for you, you can organize your lunch break where you're not doing errands every day at lunch, where you're actually taking lunch and just giving yourself some breathing room where you're not productive from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. all day, because otherwise, what are, what are we doing if we're just producing 12 hours a day? So that's my, that's sort of like my time blocking light. Some people get even more specific and color coded about it, but it's kind of like we talked about in the goals episode. It's just getting out of your head, what needs to happen, writing down when it's going to happen and not much can break those appointments. Even if you're working from home or you're studying, that's an appointment you've made with yourself and you owe it to yourself to keep it, to respect it amazing. I love hearing you talk about it because <clears throat> I learned, just so you guys know some context, I learned about time blocking when I was going through yoga teacher training with Lauren. And so I've had this, you know, wisdom in my head and it, I've, I've spoke about it with so many other people because people, of course, people see things on social media and they think that, you know, you're getting a perception of someone and, and a lot of people ask me, you know, you're superwoman. You do everything. You do a million things in the day. Usually my response is time blocking. Like I'm not just what you said about giving yourself space to relax and breathe. That's all in my day. I don't, I have a very, now I'm not saying I don't have hairy days and bad experiences. <laughs> so don't take that. But something I try to follow is I heard this in a meditation and it stuck with me. I will follow my schedule, but I will remain flexible for what life has to bring. And I remember that because I am more of a type A personality. I like a schedule. I crave it. And so 
I can almost get rigid in my schedule to where I try to pack it too full or I get down on myself if I don't complete something. But when I started learning time blocking, what I realized was there was a lot of space in there where there wasn't really any productivity or I wasn't and I wasn't doing anything great for myself. It was just dead time. Like, you know, doing stuff I, sh- I didn't necessarily even need to be doing. And once I kind of reevaluated that and broke it down little by little, I found that, wow, I might have time in there for a 20 minute power nap, which I love and helps me and makes me feel better. Um, so little things like that, but I, I do, um, I also do my time blocking on Sunday and, it only now takes me about 10 minutes. Um, in the beginning, it took me like 30 minutes. Um, but I pull out the same notebook. I divide it in half. I put professional and personal. And then I make a list of the things that I would like to accomplish. So I don't get to all of these, but things I would like to accomplish. I start with the things that have to happen. So like a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment. I put that in there, what the day and time is. And then... Um, I also do it. I have a list of like my, my household chores. And I know this sounds really like nitty gritty, but it helps me stay up on top of my house, which a cluttery, messy house fuels to my anxiety. And so to keep all that at bay, I like to have just to stay in front of the chores, you know, and I think a lot of people are in that boat right now with being home more and as moms or, or parents trying to keep up with everybody's messes and stuff, it can get really overwhelming. And then you just sit down on the couch and do nothing and it all just piles up. So I make a list. I made a list of chores and each day I do two chores and I do one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And that just, now it doesn't feel so overwhelming and, and, you know, like a big burden to me. Um, that's really helped me a lot. And then on this, so those are the kind of the things that I need to do. And then I also make sure that there's things that I want to do. Like I want to make sure that daily I'm spending time just if at all 10 or 15 minutes with each kid separately and alone, you know, that's something that I really want to focus on. So I put it on the list and it sounds crazy, but I know like around one o'clock, my oldest daughter is in quiet time and she's usually playing very sweetly. And it's a perfect time for me to go in for 20 minutes and play Barbies with her and just connect. And if I put that in my calendar, it always happens. And it sounds crazy. And maybe I hope people don't think I'm like neurotic that I'm scheduling playtime with my kid, but I just don't want that to go away and be overtaken by the fact that I need to clean the bathroom and do the laundry and record a yoga session and do my podcast, you know, and that's the important stuff. So for me, um, I have mine broken down by my priorities. And I think, I think our next podcast um, is in this series is about priorities. And so when you take a look at your actual priorities and you stick to those, then the bathroom doesn't become the issue, the time with your kids becomes more important. So I think that's great to put it, put in the time with the kids because then it's a conscious decision to not, and you have to look at that and say, Oh, I'm going Mm. to purposefully not spend 15 minutes with my daughter today. And 
some days that might happen for other reasons, but like, usually you're not going to be like, Oh no, I'm going to cross that one off. Yeah. Well, it's popped up before. Like that's my quiet time too. And it's popped up and I was going to, you know, read a book or something. And I was like, I don't really, I really want to keep reading my book, but what am I going to do? Hit cancel on my kid. Like that just, (laughs) it makes you feel terrible. So it does, it holds me accountable. Um, I use just my actual Apple calendar, but I put everything in it. I put everything and, and it just alerts me and it keeps me directed. Um, but, but most importantly, it keeps my top priorities where they belong, but it gets me through my day and, and I achieve the things I want to achieve from a personal perspective and a professional perspective. Yeah. That's great. But I also, I'm very big on just like you making sure I put the movement time in for myself. That's mm-hmm. a non-negotiable that has to be in there. And what I found is for me, it has to be really early in the morning before everybody gets up. And it's not always what I want to do, but if I don't do that movement, it affects my day. Yeah. And so there may be things in your day that you know, it's usually exercise <laughs> that provides you great benefit, but you're like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Make the commitment, put the alert in your phone, put it in your calendar, make the reminder, put the second alert in so it stalks you because that will always set up your day for better success. Always. And, and I think I usually stick to my schedule and don't plop down on the couch when I, when I do my physical movement in the morning, Mm -hmm. because then I'm like, okay, that's checked off. Now what's next? Mm -hmm. I'm already in that mindset. Whereas if I skip it, then I sit down to have tea and here we are at 10 a.m. and I haven't done anything. Yeah. I mean, the workout gives you energy. Yeah. It's hard. Everybody knows that. Yes. It's hard to do when you're tired, but I find, and I know we're all different, but I find usually when I'm, when I'm tired, I don't really need to sleep. I need to move my body and create energy through that movement. Well, I'm, I'm very big on, especially during the pandemic and everything and how we've been home more, um, finding joys in things I can do around the house. So I've really been on kind of a a search (laughs) to do that. And one of the things that was reignited in me was reading and reading is one of those things that a lot of people read at night before they go to bed. And I do too. But I found I'm so tired at the end of the night that I don't get my reading in. And I finally one day was like, it's that important to me to get into my book that I'm reading that I'm going to time block that and I'm going to put in some reading time. I'm like, I do it for my kids. I make like, okay, we're going to have reading time and we all sit down and we gather books and we do it together. Why can't I as an adult be in control of my time? And set some time aside to read. And some Mm -hmm. of it is like studying more or less, um, but it's things that either bring me joy or further my knowledge about something. And that's important time. So yeah. And so just take back some of that time because it's yours and you're in control of it. Um, And sometimes this is going to sound really crazy. Sometimes, especially since we're home, I will time block in there, go drive around like in my car like me time is what I put it in there. And that means to myself, like I've been at home for a while. I've been with the kids for a while. I'm getting really sluggish. I need this alert in my phone so that I will reach out to my partner and say, Hey, I'm going to go have some me time for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's just driving around. 
So it's not glamorous by any means. Yeah. The reminder and putting it in there for myself holds me accountable. And then I in turn make it happen. I think what you're saying is so important because time blocking is just as crucial if your business is running your household or if your business is a business. I mean, they're the same thing, just different settings. And even if you work eight to five for somebody else who's kind of dictating your time, you can still time block. You still have some agency with what you're working on when you're working on it, depending on the job. And I really understand that that all jobs are unique, but you might be in a situation where you can organize your day where you're working on the hardest things first at work and, and then leaving the things that take less brain power to later in the day or scheduling in your me time, your breaks. Like I love that you get in your car and drive around. And if you work, can you get outside for 15 minutes and have me time and some sunshine on your face? Like writing that in your calendar so that if you don't do it, you're like, oh, no me, no me time today. It doesn't matter, right? Like it's really hard to cancel when it's written down and scheduled. Well, and I think, I think about, I've had this conversation with several friends that were thrown, were thrust into the working from home, their kids also there, their kids doing remote school. So their job has told them that, you know, they're not going to be going back to a corporate office until at least after the summer of 21. So now you've, you're staring down this dark hole of managing your home, your business and your kids and school all under one roof. Time blocking done in the Mm -hmm. right way will be a huge lifeline for those of you experiencing that. Yeah. And I've helped several friends dig out just doing time blocking and getting very specific about where they spend their time. Yeah. And that includes sometimes, and this is hard for me, (laughs) leaving the dishes or not. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because on my list, it said, I need to go play Barbies with Ella, but there's the dishes need to be, and that's not a priority. And so it keeps you focused. Um, And especially for those of you in that current situation, juggling all of those things, there's no way one person can keep up with all of that. But if you write it down and you plug everything in, and for those of you who have multiple kids, that might look you know, different. You might need to spread it all out and break each person's schedule down. And while that might be overwhelming, I think for me being able to see it and know where we're spending our time would help me a lot. Yeah. And I think kind of like we said in the goals episode, last episode to hold some grace and hold the goals lightly. I think the same thing with time blocking, like it's okay if the day changes, it's okay if you need to revisit your schedule at noon and be like, I got to move all this stuff around because life happens. And all of these suggestions are, are suggestions to give you some structure to stay on course. And then, and then you let real life, um, you let real life in when needed and you ebb and you flow and you adapt. So, yeah. And that's just, like I said, I will follow my schedule, but I will remain flexible to what life has to offer. Yeah. Totally. And I, I totally have to tell myself that all the time because it's not my go-to. My go-to yeah. is get it all done. Like, you know, that's just my go-to, but that doesn't serve the bigger picture. Right. It doesn't serve my family. It doesn't serve my business. Um, 
And so breaking it all down gets all of the things that I really want to happen to happen. But I have to remain flexible because just like you said, there's some, and there's sometimes I just don't want to do it. Like I get the, I don't want us. And I allow myself that because I know that overall I am moving the big bus forward. Or the priority could change. Something could happen that you don't expect. And Mm -hmm. then therefore you have a new priority that day that takes all day. I mean, we -hmm. just don't know, you know, we get curveballs all the time. Well, yeah. Like at work, someone else's fire becomes your fire (laughs) or someone's email becomes suddenly, you know, something that takes over your day. That's one of those things. And you, you can't plan for those. However, I will say mindfulness and time blocking helps me be like, okay, we're going to deal with this today. This is going to be the day. It helps my mind not be so, oh my gosh, now I got to deal with this, but I've also got to deal with this. I know that's, does that make sense? Yeah. And I think mindfulness enters the picture big time because with time blocking, say you're blocking two hours off to do something. That doesn't mean you sit at your desk and work and you're on Facebook and Instagram half the time and you're checking email while you're listening to a course while you're making plans for something else, you're doing one thing. And I think that's the crucial kind of closing statement with time blocking is that it's attention management to a T where you are giving your brain a boundary. So the brain knows, okay, I'm sitting down for 30 minutes to do this one thing. There's an end in sight. I'm gonna put my timer on and I'm gonna do this one task. And you give that task your full attention and your full attention for 30 minutes or two hours might as well be what you could accomplish in a full distracted day. I mean, you won't believe how much more mental energy you're left with because you're not multitasking. You won't believe how much you get done. You won't believe the quality of work, whatever it is, because you're fully there. Um, and all of that is cultivated through mindfulness practice, through, through really tending to the brain and taking care, of, taking care of the mind through the practice. I would say you can start whenever you want. You could start right now. My favorite way to do it is on the weekend, looking at the upcoming week. So sit down, open your calendar, get out your phone, whatever your method of choice is, and look at the week, write in when you're going to take care of yourself. And I hope you have that in there every day, write in, actually, before you write this next piece and figure out your best time of day. And if you know your best time of day is before lunch, can you start to organize your days where you have the hardest things first, the hardest tasks that require the most brain power, and then put the stuff that requires less after lunch. So I would just start there, like time block projects, tasks for goals, big things at work, things at home that need a lot of your energy, put those in and just start small and start, you could add stuff in every week as you get better at staying on schedule. But I recommend starting small and slow so that you can really stick to what you put in there. It's not just putting it in your calendar. It's actually sticking to it. So start small. And as you start to see successes, you get that little dopamine hit in the brain and you'll be better at planning. Yeah. That's a great suggestion. I like that practice. I hope everybody 
um, starts to use it because like I said, you're going to find that there's some time in there that you didn't know existed. I like to keep a little um, extra bank of things that I enjoy. And whenever that time pops up, I that's, that's what I pivot to. So if there's something nice. that brings you joy that you can quickly do, whether it be, you know, just a walk, plug that into that extra time. It'll make you feel better. Nice. Yeah. And, and you can look at even the month as a whole and look at, did I talk to any of my friends this month? Oh yeah. Did I meet a friend for coffee? If you're in a city where that stuff is open, did I have a date night with my partner? And if you're looking at the month and you're like, where are the things that bring me joy? Your job is to also schedule in some joy, some activities that bring you a lot of happiness. Yep. Have the happiness in there. I enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Lauren. Me too. Thank you. All right. Talk to you next time um, in our series. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.